sang that new song, there's joy in the house of the Lord, amen. Love that song. I heard that as Pastor Rob's current favorite song. My current favorite song changes a lot because I love listening to music. Um, so good to be at One Heart Church this morning with you all, your lovely people, see all your lovely faces. I just want to honor Pastor Rob and Pastor Pauline for the privilege to speak with you this morning. Before I jump into my message, I just want to welcome everyone who is online this morning. It's good to have you with us as well. And um, my, the notes are in the app. Um, I've got to say that this morning, but they are in there for sure. I sent them off um, the other day and they are ready for you with all the scriptures that are in there. I um, Or, you know, you can take them in your, just in your phone if you don't have access to the app or you can do the good old-fashioned notepad and pen. That's how I like to take notes. Um, although sometimes I can't read them afterwards. So the app is really good because all the scriptures are in there and you don't forget what the, um, what the speaker was saying. Um, so you'll see that the title is His Peace is Your Refuge. But before I jump in, how about I pray this morning? Father God, we thank you that you are here in this place. Lord, I thank you for your presence. Lord, I thank you for the word that you have put in my spirit and in my heart this morning to speak to your people, Lord. I thank you for what you are about to do, God. This is your house. This is your service, Lord. Have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. So before I jump into it, I'm going to tell you a little bit about me. Pastor Rob said a few things, but um, there's a couple of things that a lot of people might not realize about me. Um, and I was talking to a couple of people after the end of the service, and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. So one of the things, which is one, the most um, thing that people have no idea about me, is that when I was nine years old, my family, that's my parents, and my brother, and myself, we immigrated to Australia from Zimbabwe. Um, now, I don't have an accent that's gone. Um, so some phrases I would say comes out a little bit, but it's, it's completely disappeared no longer in, in the existence of my being. Um, yeah. I also grew up in church. So every Sunday, we'd drive about an hour at the, um, to church. Now it's so much closer. I lived two minutes away and then I moved again and now it's 10 minutes. So, you know, still going to church. Amen. So when I went to a Pentecostal church, I remember serving in church as early as 10. Um, you know, when your parents are serving and things are going on, you just kind of, you just want to help. When you're in the presence of God, you just want to help. And um, when I was 10, uh, we used to do the overhead projector slides, right? I don't know if anybody remembers those days, but I certainly remember doing them. Um, they were good. They were sometimes very annoying. And I am so grateful now for um, technology, although that can be annoying sometimes too. Um, I love serving at my local church. Uh, where I've been the worship and creative pastor there for um, quite a few years now. Um, worship ministry is one of my many passions in the kingdom of God. Uh, I just love serving him with all of my, my giftings. Um, another thing that people don't realize about me, I get it all the time, especially when I'm at work. Um, I'm a chaplain. Um, I forgot to say that, but yeah, I'm a chaplain. I work in two out of 12 schools in my local area. Um, and one of the things that the kids always say to me is, oh, how old are you? And so they'll try and guess. I usually ask them to guess because I get the same answer and response all the time. They always say, oh, you're 18. And I'm like, no way, I am not 18 anymore. Um, some people say I'm 20. I'm not 20. Um, I actually turned 26 
in a couple of days. Um, so yeah, I look way younger than I am and I should start taking that as a compliment, I think. Don't you? <laughs> so my title for the message today is His Peace is Your Refuge. We're going to open our Bibles. If you have the, the Bible app with you or your physical Bible at hand, why don't you turn with me to Psalm 46. See, Psalm 46 is not just a prophetic psalm. It has this victorious theme. It describes how God's presence is among his people, giving them protection and peace and confidence and power. It's a reminder of God's strength and his established presence in this world, which leads to the natural responses of trust and thanksgiving by his people. See, four times in this short psalm, we are reminded that God is with us. Amen? So let's turn to verse one. We're going to go through the whole psalm. It's a very short one. Verse one, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Now the term very present has this Hebrew meaning, right? It means to be found and present exceedingly with speed and completeness and strength of the Lord's help. We have access to God just in one moment. God is there in the midst of our trouble, in the midst of where we are. For verse two says, therefore we will not fear. And even though the earth be removed. I don't know about you, but sometimes we can feel like the earth has been removed from underneath our feet. And it says, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling, there is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God. This is referencing the river of life in Revelations 22. It's the holy habitation of the most high. It's for those who are hungry and thirsty, they can come and drink from the well of the living water. Verse five, it says, God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her just at the break of dawn. The nations raged, the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice, the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come, behold the works of the Lord who has made desolations in the earth. He makes war cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two. He burns the chariot in the fire. This is talking about times to come and the times that we're in at the moment. We are in a troubled world, a broken world. But verse 10 comes in and it says, Peace, be still, and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. We lifted God high this morning. And I will be exalted in the earth, declaring his glory. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. He is our peace. In his presence, we will find refuge. We will be comforted by our Lord. We will be in his 
peace. And we can praise God now for the things that he will explain later. 2 Peter 3 verse 9 says, and it's on the screen, The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promises as some count slowness, but but is patient towards you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. See, how good is it? That God wants us to know his peace. He wants us to know his joy. He wants us to know his love. You know, this peace that transcends, transcends and surpasses all understanding. And we're going to dive into some more scriptures about how God's peace must be a pillar for your life and in your life for us to survive this world. With everything that is going on around us, be still, be prepared, and be thankful for the Lord is with us. Now, I'm sure some of you know this. If you've been a Christian for a while, you would have heard this somewhere in your life, that the Hebrew word for peace means shalom. It also has this meaning of harmony, wholeness, completeness, prosperity, welfare, and tranquility. That is what God wants for us here on earth, not just when we go to heaven. He wants it here for us right now. And the great thing about Hebrew words is that they actually go beyond their pronunciation. So shalom is used idiomatically for both hello and goodbye which means it's culturally natural for shalom to mean both of these things. How awesome is, would that be when we're around, you know, in, they say it in, in Israel, hello, goodbye, shalom, peace, peace be with you, peace is with you, peace be here. I'm going to be completely transparent with you this morning and share my story about a time that I struggled with anxiety. And yes, I was in the word of God. Yes, I was a faithful servant of him. Yes, I knew how to trust God. And I had experienced his peace so many times before in my life. But sometimes things happen in this journey that, we, that we're on earth as people, as Christians, that we don't understand. In Romans 5, verse 1 to 5, it says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, there's always more with God, but but we also in tribulation... Knowing that tribulation, but we also, sorry, glory in tribulation, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance, character and character, hope. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Amen. Hallelujah. Shout to the roof. It's amazing scripture. So three to four years ago, I started to experience severe anxiety. 
I was constantly overwhelmed with circumstances and situations that were going on in my life that I wasn't expecting and that wasn't really working out as I had thought. I became increasingly anxious and, you know, fearful and sometimes about life in general. My entire being was overcome with this intense desire to retract from the world. I isolated myself from my friends and withdrew from social events. I continued to work because we've got to do that, right? And I continued to go to church because I still loved serving God. But being around people made me severely anxious and nervous and very overwhelmed. So as soon as my shift was over, I was in shift work at the time, um, working in aged care, or as soon as I had finished what I was doing at church, I was out of there. I was gone to a place where I felt comfortable. And for me at the time, that was home. See, it was a period of my life where I was experiencing huge life changes and demands. I was studying a diploma of Christian leadership. I was heavily involved in church ministry, doing many things within the church. It was also a time uh, when my relationship with my brother changed and he met and began dating his now wife. And at the same time, a very dear friend of the family passed away. With all of this going on and my retraction from society... One day I was in Rundle Mall in Adelaide when I experienced a mild panic attack. If you've ever experienced a panic attack before, you will know that they are no fun. I was in Rundle Mall, as I said, with my parents at the time, but they weren't close to me. They were off in another shop. I walked out of this store and I was like I need to find this other store and I was completely lost and that's what triggered the attack but it wasn't noticeable to anyone around me no one knew that it had ever happened I was very self-aware and I am still very self-aware of my emotions and I was able to calm myself down by saying, it's okay, Kirsten, it's okay, you've got this, it's fine. And I know and I knew at the time that I have the sound mind of 2 Timothy chapter 1 where it says, we do not have a spirit of fear but of love, power and a sound mind. See, it wasn't until... I had another panic attack a few months later when I went on this, my first solo trip, um, traveling by myself, and I went to Brisbane um, to meet a friend, and I had to catch the airplane by myself, I had to um, catch the bus by myself, because my friend actually lives quite a few hours inland, um, and, but I was in, I stayed in Brisbane for a couple of days, because I just wanted some time to myself and to explore the city, except it rained the entire time, it was really annoying, so I didn't get to explore the city. Um, so I, I stayed in this hotel that was right by um, the shopping centre and I'm okay with directions, I can kind of get around but in a new place I was using Google Maps but Google Maps wasn't helping me and that's another thing that triggered uh, my second panic attack so I had two panic attacks within um, four months I think it was So I, at that point, I started to believe that something wasn't quite right. 
Why was I experiencing these? Why was I going through these? Because I know John 14 verse 27 says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. See, the anxious me and the fearful me, it isn't who I am. It wasn't who I was made to be. See, we are made in the image of God. That means we have access to all the promises of God at the ready when life gets tough. Let's jump back to 2 Peter 3 verse 9 where it says, The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promises at some count slowness, but is patient towards you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. See, if we don't acknowledge what is going on in our life, if we don't acknowledge the issues that we are facing, we cannot move forward. If we are not grounded in the word of God, established in the house of God and actively living in the freedom of God, we cannot move to the next step that God has for us. See, when we label sin and the issues in our life, they become exposed. They become realized and identified. From there, we can start to share them with the trusted people around us, your pastors, your life group leaders. You can start to process that the things of this world are not your true identity. See, we are created to live life abundantly with the peace of God that sets us above the storms of life. Now, my first day here, I was with Pastor Pauline and she gave me a devotional for the armor of God with Priscilla Shire. And so I'm going through this, this devotional and it's incredible. It's really amazing. It's an, unlocked a lot of things in my life. Um, but there, she talks about the gospel of peace, the sandals of peace. And in this story... And in this um, devotional, she talks about the story about eagles. And I loved it so much that I wanted to share it with you. It's pretty amazing. I mean, eagles are just majestic in their own way. They're beautiful creatures. And they are actually referenced a lot in, in Scripture. Um, see, eagles have incredible sight. And they have incredible hearing and senses that they, that they can sense when a storm is coming. See, in advance... The eagle locks its wings in preparation for the storm. Then they start to fly high and they settle there. Then at the right time, they lock their wings in place so that when the storm comes, the eagle's wings do not flatter and flutter and flop around. They are already set, locked and secure. When the winds swirl and their speed picks up, the eagle uses the wind to lift themselves above the storm. As the storm builds and picks up momentum below, the winds of the storm actually benefit the eagle, causing them to fly higher than they have ever before. See, the eagles, they don't escape the storm. The storm still rages below them. It can't make the storm go away. It simply uses the elements of the storm to help it go higher. See, the storms of life, they're inevitable. They will come and they will go. But God's peace 
gives us a firm grip on a world that is not firm. It gives us stability. It allows us to keep our footing when everything around us is swirling and it keeps us sane. When the peace of God is locked in your life, it'll become your guard and protector. This morning, I have three ways for you in how you can find the peace of God. And they should be natural to you. Shouldn't be a surprise. Because the first one is be in the word of God. Be reading the word of God. See, when we read scriptures honestly, in general about God, so much revelation comes. But when we read scriptures about peace and we meditate on them and we declare them over our life and our circumstances, we have this reservoir, this understanding of who God is and what God wants for us. And we can draw on that as strength, as power, because the word of God is life. Philippians 4 verse 8 to 9 It'll be on the screen, but I'm not going to read it. I'm just going to reference it. It says, it calls us to meditate on the things that are true, that are noble, that are just, that are pure, that are lovely, that are of good rapport, that are virtuous and praiseworthy. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in Jesus, it says, do these things and the peace of God will be with you. When the word of God is locked into your spirit in advance, it's the strength you can draw from when the storms come. Prepare yourself because they will come. We live in a broken world where evil and wickedness is permeating our culture. So lock the word of God in your soul, your spirit, your mind, your heart to sail above the storms and doing so will cause you to sail higher than ever before and to not be sucked in to the situations that are around you. See, the good news about the gospel of Jesus is that the enmity, the hostility and the differences between that we, that we have with God because of his unholiness, for his holiness and our unholiness, his perfections and our imperfections. See, that gap has been bridged through Jesus Christ because he is our peace. Let's turn to Ephesians 2, 13 to 14. It says, But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off, have been brought near by the blood of Christ, for he himself is our peace, who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation. See, we are no longer separated by, we are no longer separated from God. We have access to God. We have access to his presence. This morning we have been in the presence of God daily. I'm sure some of you are in the presence of God. So the more we read about the promises of God, the more ammunition we have to prayerfully combat the trials of this world. Number two, 
is be in his presence. See, God is the peace giver. So be in his presence. Honestly, there's no place I would rather be. If I could just be in God's presence every single moment of every single day, worshiping God, I would be in my most happy place. Not saying that we don't worship God throughout the day because we can do that through prayer and through different um, things that we do um, in our daily life. But honestly, I would just love to be in the presence of God, worshiping him all day long. When I was um, 11 years old, went to this camp and um, I was prayed for for the gift of speaking in tongues. And obviously, you know, you understood what it meant, went through it, but I had this really short phrase and I didn't receive it straight away. So at night, one of the camp leaders came and pulled all of these kids out of bed who hadn't received the Holy Spirit yet. Um, And she started praying for us and I still didn't quite get the gift of tongues. So one day I was just praying and I spoke in tongues and I got this very short phrase. And for years and years and years, I just had this really short phrase for speaking in tongues that I'm like, I'm pretty sure I've just memorized this. Um, And I spoke to one of my friends one day and she said, well, why don't you tell your parents? My parents are pastors. And I was like, oh, I can't do that. They think I speak in tongues already. Um, And they're actually going to listen to this podcast. I love you, mom and dad. (laughs) Um, So one day I was in the presence of God. I play keyboard as well, um, and that's one of the places where I go to be in the presence of God. And I was just praying. Um, I must have been in my late teens. And I was like, God, I just need something different. I just need something fresh. And I started playing keys, and I just started singing. And all of a sudden, the spirit and the gift in tongues was unlocked within my spirit. And I now have this really awesome long phrase that I love. (laughs) Um, But that's about being in the presence of God. When we are saturated by the presence of God, whether it's in worship, whether it's in prayer, whether it's in our every single day, we find an indescribable peace that saturates our being. See, God's peace is an inner tranquility and calmness of the soul. It's an anchor that tethers us to sanity in John 16:33 it says these things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. Without the peace of God we are crippled by chaos. My final point for you this morning is gratitude and thankfulness or thanksgiving. See, we already have the peace of God in us. It was given to us through salvation of our Lord Jesus Christ. This peace is within us and it is the spirit of God. We just need to activate the peace that is already there. In Philippians 4 verse 6, it shows us how to do this. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Sometimes we don't know how to come to God with things that are going on in our world. But what I love about Jesus 
is that there is no shame or condemnation with Him. We can come to Him just as we are, like we sang this morning, because His love is there for us. But when we do pray, when we do make our requests known to God, to season the prayer with thanksgiving. For when you are thankful to God, peace will activate. Verse seven says, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. But the only way that we can be thankful is if we trust that God is who He says He is. Because trust fuels thanksgiving and thanksgiving activates peace. So in the midst of the storm, take whatever it is that causes you to be anxious or fearful or whatever it is that you are going through and use it as a cue to be thankful. Because thankfulness causes us to move forward into the purpose and the plan that God has for each of us. Colossians chapter three, verse 15 says, let the peace of God rule your heart. Let it preside over you to which indeed you were called in one body and be thankful. See, the peace of God is a guide in the midst of chaos. So why don't you stand with me this morning? We thank you, Lord, for your presence. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness. And let's just be in the presence of God. The early Psalm that I spoke about, Psalm 46, it says, be still and know that I am God. Some of us here today, we might be feeling overwhelmed with whatever it is that is going on in your world. Something might not just be quite right. We may be feeling anxious or fearful, worried or devastated, sad or depressed, hurt, lonely, frustrated or stressed or struggling with whatever it is that is you are struggling with. Right now, remember that the peace of God must guard your heart and guide your steps through reading the Word of God, by being in the presence of God. And remember that your trust in God feels thankfulness, which in turn activates peace in your life. Lock in the peace so that when the storms come, you will rise above the chaos of the storm. It doesn't mean that you won't go through the storm, but it means that God's peace will be your anchor. Isaiah 32, 17 to 18 says, and the effect of righteousness will be peace and the result of righteousness, quietness and trust, this is assurance forever. My people will abide in a peaceful habitation in secure dwellings and in quiet resting places. So right now, with every eye closed, with your hands raised towards heaven, why don't we just rest in God's peace this morning? His presence is here. 
We thank you, Jesus, for your peace that surpasses all understanding. This morning, I declare over you that God's supernatural presence will be revealed to you in a fresh new way. That you would not just know about Him, but you would know Him intimately and deeply. I declare that the reality of who He is would be stronger than any situation or circumstance. That this knowing would release a spiritual authority inside of you that gives you strength and joy in the coming days. You will no longer feel fear because He is the peace giver. You will no longer feel lost because He is home. You will no longer feel lack because He is the provider. I declare that you will only see the goodness of God and know the depth of His character when faced with trials and tribulations. That the knowledge of who He is strengthen and empower you today. In Jesus' Name, we declare that over you. Through the Spirit of God, we thank You, Lord, for those things, Lord, that we would not fear, that we would not be anxious, that we would know the truth of Your Word, God, that it would be implanted within us that we could reach towards a God when we are struggling and know your peace. We thank you in Jesus' name for who you are. You are a great God and we worship you, Jesus. We thank you for your presence in Jesus' name. Amen.